What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Shut Up, Keep Going. I'm Cindy Goodman. I'm Kate Franklin. And this is a podcast where we explore our internet curiosities. Uh, Kate, hi. Hi. How's, How's it going? going? It's going good. Uh, <laughs> Wait, we did that to the exact same. What happened? That was weird. Why? Wow. <laughs> that wasn't planned. That was so weird. It was literally the same tune. <laughs> oh no okay do you want to do you want to kick us off or i can go because you were just talking for a long time so it's up to you whichever i'm leaving it in your court dude um i'll just go okay just just go just because my topic is in this room with us (gasps) right now (gasps) guess cats yes yes (laughs) (laughs) yeah my topic is cats i love it because well a some big news I'm getting a cat tomorrow. Yippee! I'm very excited. We're excited for you. His Tell name us is everything. His name is Pierre. He's a Siamese. I've been wanting a Siamese forever. Siamese rescue. He's a Siamese rescue. He was two years old. Um, someone just bailed on him, Boo. which is so sad. I mean, could you imagine just having a cat and then being like, you know what? No, like I'm I, done. I truly could not. It's like cutting off a limb. I truly don't understand it. And when we went to the animal shelter to see him, it was like someone just left their cat there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, I mean, I'm excited. I I mean, I'm excited for him to come home. But he's so cute. He's a cute little Siamese boy. And I'm getting a cat. I'm going to have two cats. Trying to get three just so... Because when the three of your cats are in the same space, it's like a little festival it really is it's like a little pack and they're all just like travel together my favorite days are when i'm walking around at home and then i look behind me and all three of them are just following me and i'm just like hey it's the best so cute i wish that upon you well okay so i was like where what is what's up with cats man like Mm -hmm. how how are how are they here right and I feel like the answer seems obvious, but then when I was learning it, it was like so cute and I'm like so, so like I just love cats. Agreed. So basically, I didn't know this. I mean, I didn't know most of this. I knew some of it. All right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Why don't you tell us what you knew and what okay. was new? So it's taken a while for scientists to piece together the riddle of just when and where cats first became domesticated. Okay. So um, you would think that the archaeological record would answer such questions. I would think. But the thing is, wild cats and domesticated cats have such similar skeletons that it's pretty confusing. Because you would find a cat skeleton, you'd be like, is... Which one? Yeah, what, what? So in 1983, this is where the first clues came out, which is not that long ago for them to have solved this, right? That's wild. The 80s were not long ago. So archaeologists in 1983 uh, came came across a cat jawbone dating back 8,000 years. And so it's seen in Cyprus. Sorry, I didn't say that. In an island mm-hmm. nation, because that's important. <laughs> I thought you meant Cyprus, like the, the like, city, city college. <laughs> At like, Cyprus City College. Wow. Um, so they came across a cat bone, and they were like, that's interesting. This is 8,000 years ago. 
would these people have brought over a wild cat? Mm-hmm. Probably not. Probably Seems difficult. Yeah, like if this cat wasn't tame, why would they be like, let's come and have it this island with us? So, um, because they're going over on boats, <laughs> like the cats would be freaking out if they were like wild cats, right? So that's suggested that the first domestication occurred 8,000 years ago. But then in 2007, there was a new study that came out that all domestic cats descended from a Middle Eastern wild cat called Felis Sylvesteris, which is like Sylvester the cat. Cute. Wait, um, is it weird that when you said 2007, I was like, oh, so recently. I know. <laughs> I saw this meme on Instagram that said, uh, me when I look at dates, 1990, that was 10 years ago. 1980, that was 20 years ago. 2009, that was not that long ago. <laughs> Isn't that how your brain works? Yeah, 100%. Oh, it freaks me out. Um, So 12,000 years ago, cats were domesticated in the Near East. Okay? Okay. From this wild cat called Felis Sylvesteris. You're going to love this. Do you think Sylvester Stallone was named after him? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) He's kind of a cat. Is he? Um, So... Why 12,000 years ago stands out and makes a lot of sense and everyone's like, duh, is because that's when the first agricultural societies began to flourish in the Fertile Crescent in the Middle East. And why that is a thing is because while when humans were mostly hunters, dogs were of great use because they helped people hunt. Makes sense. But cats only became useful to people when uh, the earth had... what. <laughs> Why did I write this down like this? Cats became useful to people when we used to store grains, when we would we would farm and we would store whatever we farmed because then mice and rats would go into that and then cats would hunt the mice and rats. But then, so would there just be a bunch of dead carcasses of mice and rats in our stored grains? No, because the cats would eat them. And properly dispose of its body. I mean, probably not, but like they wouldn't, I mean that that's cats that's been cats' roles in human society f- since then. Little babies. Um, I know. I like love that a cat's sitting right next to me so I can like reference. Um, like, Don't touch me, I'm sleeping. So uh but the thing is, okay, here's the thing. Humans did not invent that. They didn't weren't like, look at this cat. They would be useful because they hunt mice in the wild. No, 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 no. In a very cat like fashion. Cats came to the grain stores and started hunting the mice on their own and then liked the human contact and decided to stay. I feel like this entire thing since you started, like usually when you're saying it, I'm like, mm-hmm. and I've just been smiling this entire time. I'm just so happy to hear all of this information. So the cats were just like, oh my God, there's all this mice like this is rocks and they're like we're just gonna stay and like the humans like aren't that bad and so like we'll just deal with them so cats domesticated themselves which i just love of course they did don't you love that i it really feels very true to form so yeah that's basically how cats were domestic i mean i'm gonna go a little further but they basically let themselves in and over time uh people started to favor cats because of their docile traits and cats 
adapted to this new environment, and this produced uh, the dozens of breeds of house cats from this. So um, this is an, okay, as we know in ancient Egypt, they loved cats. They were uh, heralded as gods. And there was a cat cemetery in one of the ancient Egyptian whatever that had 300,000 cat mummies. 300,000? Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's such a large number. And Bastet, an Egyptian goddess of love, had the head of a cat and to be convicted of a cat in Egypt often meant a death sentence for the offender. Convicted of what? If you were to kill a cat, you would get the death sentence. <gasps> Good. Get out of here, loser. <laughs> I mean, true. Like Dead man walking. Don't kill cats, people. That's what psychopaths come from, too. So watch out. Um, so cats, here, here's another thing that we love cats. They're very vindictive. They're not really. But, they kind of are. Um, just we should love cats and they're an integral part of society. Okay, and here's why. Because in Europe, in the Middle Ages, people believed cats were the devil. And so they believed they were affiliated with witches. Witches were incarnate in cats. Obviously not. They're angels. And so people started killing off cats. And then this was... This made the plague even worse, the bubonic plague, because oh, it was because carried by rats. And so there wasn't enough cats Karma's to kill them off. a bitch, dude. I know. And so um, the reason why cats don't look that different than other cats, unlike dogs, you know how there's like such a crazy variety of dogs in shape mm-hmm. and size, is that uh, people didn't really breed cats Good. for most of time. Breeding stupid. Yeah, so that's um, it's actually a new trend that has uh, been popularized in the last 150 years. Breeding cats, you like breeding cats for certain qualities. Mm-hmm. Um, tabby cats are the oldest cats. They're the most like w- the wild cats that cats uh, descended from. So I thought I read somewhere, and I didn't look into it. So and I maybe didn't even properly comprehend it. But I thought that tabbies isn't technically like a breed of cat. No, it's, it's not. just like a blanket statement. Yeah, no, you can. There's different. There's different types of tabby cats, but the marking of tabby cats means that that cat has qualities of the wild cat that cats domesticated cats descended from. Are there cats that don't have that? Yeah, and those are the ones that have been. But are from cats that were specially breeded to have not those qualities. Oh, good. All of my so cats. So he's like have an organic baby. Organic baby. Um, here's another interesting thing. So in 1871, there's only five cat breeds recognized by an association in London. Now there's over 40 breeds. I also wrote 57, so I don't know. I mean, those numbers are both much higher than I would have thought. So, and you know how dogs are considered purebred? Like, you're like, this is a purebred dog. Yeah. Cats, that's why cats are called pedigreed, because there's no actual, like, long lineage of any type of cat. That's interesting. Yeah. So, um, what I did want to talk about briefly is the history of the Siamese cat, because I am getting a Siamese cat tomorrow. So, um... The Siamese cat first appeared in the 1300s 
from this manuscript called the Cat Book Poems, and it depicted a Siamese cat, like literally how the current one looks with like a tan body and a black face and black paws. Um, and so that was in 1300s. That's the first depiction of it. And there was this war between Burma and Siam, which is now Thailand, in like the 1700s. And the Burmese army was like burning the shit out of the the Siam capital. And uh, then they took all the noblemen hostage and they just like destroyed everything. And once the noblemen came to Burma, they started this rumor that there is a Thai cat that is rare as gold and anyone that owns this cat will become wealthy. And so the Burmese leader was like, go find this cat, go. And so they found the cat and he brought it back to Burma and now that's why the Siamese cat is like a symbol of wealth. Interesting. Um, and the Siamese cat first came to the U.S. in 1878 because the president, Rutherford, Rutherford was uh, given one by the council in Bangkok. So I would love to receive a cat as a gift. I have actually before. But I'm also, that just feels like a bad gift. That's making a lot of assumptions. <laughs> I mean, they had like servants and stuff. Um, but then, uh, so that was the first cat in, the Siamese cat in the US. But then in England, this one guy brought one over and then his sister, he gave it to his sister and she was like, I love these cats. These are the best. And so she brought in, three more cats and then all of the cats in england are from those three siamese cats all cats in england most of them wow that's cool um so and up until recently the siamese cat was called the royal cat of siam oh cute i like that name better should i, should I call him be like this is my cat pierre he is a royal cat of siam yeah um, but we'll probably think you're pretty pretentious, but I like it. I mean, he's already called Pierre Count Fazukov. So, <laughs> what's the Count Fazukov? You're gonna learn. It's in oh. War and Peace. It's Pierre. We named him after Pierre. Oh wait, I thought his name was already Pierre. No, his name was Levi. Oh, <laughs> but Caleb says that's too Jewish for him. He's Jewish, so he's allowed to say that. <laughs> um. But that's the domestication of cats. The thing I wanted to know, which I didn't learn, was when cats became not like you brought them on ships to like take care of the mice and when they became like you would keep them inside and have litter boxes and like feed them treats. Domesticated. And I could not find like an answer. I think it just kind of happened because like they're so goddamn cute and people just like. You can't help it. I didn't. I want to think like. At some point in the 17th or 18th or 19th century, that started happening where like they would go inside and be like, here's my cat. What I think is so fascinating about cats, and I guess you could say this about a lot of animals, but that they're both prey and predator mm -hmm. where it's like, oh my gosh, he's so cute. Our, my, one of my cats, Simba, is in here as we're recording. He's laying on the ground. He's just so cute. Um, but basically... And the balancing act of, you know, having to go after and catch its food and kill it, but also knowing that it's being hunted. Yeah. 
I just can't. He is so cute. Cats are just. I should take a picture and we can post this. This is currently happening as we're a filming. Current photo as of our baby. Look at that face. They used to be wild. I believe it with this one. He's wild. But don't you love the fact that they just like decided to stick around? Isn't that such You're a like, cat yeah, I thing? Guess this makes sense. Just... <laughs> like I like that they feel like it's like independent thinkers. Yeah. And that like it's like if a cat likes you, like you earned that. Yeah. Like you earned that relationship. You have cultivated a relationship versus just feeling like it's like, oh, they like me because it's like I feed them. It's like, no, if you feed them, they'll be like, okay, thanks. But also like GTFO, bitch. Like, Yeah, Caleb, I think, is slowly learning that about Ernie, that he really wants Ernie to love him as much as he loves me. But I've been with Ernie for five years, so like it's going to take a while, bud. Yeah. But he he uh, is obsessed with feeding him. He's like, I must feed Ernie. <laughs> and he feeds him, but then he doesn't yet. He's never had a cat before, so I have to give him this. But he does understand that you can't play with Ernie at any – like at anytime you want on a whim mm -hmm. you have to like catch him when he wants to be played with because he has his own thing going on totally and so totally. ernie's a little like nervous of, he's not that bad but it's like at first caleb was like ernie play with me and ernie's like i literally have a schedule and have, it is not my time right now for an this engagement so i need to go <laughs> i just am obsessed when he walks around the house and i'll be like ernie what are you doing and he'll look at me and meow and just like keep going he's like i have an appointment <laughs> to like go like out the window <laughs> yeah something that i do is i try my best so i'm not perfect at it but i do try my best to always respect my cat's personal space and will to be touched or not so usually what i'll do is i'll put my arm my hand nearish their face and then they'll come up and sniff it and they know if they want pets then they'll rub and then i'll keep rubbing and kind of pause every once in a while and see if they walk away or if they're over it and i think that that, that mutual respect has gone a long way because my cats love me Aww. and i love them that's so cute but thank you for gracing us with that wholesome topic you're welcome so today i'm answering a question that i'm sure has plagued everyone's minds it's definitely plagued ours we asked the question not too long ago which is when did people get tall <laughs> we're answering all the most let pressing me, questions let me tell you about okay. it this is a this is a podcast of urgency <laughs> and you know what we're just answering those big ticket questions um okay so let's just start out here i got this information from scientific american we and love it I've, i'd never been on that website and i actually ended up signing up for their weekly newsletters to give me updates on all of the scientific <laughs> findings for the week which oh, I that's cool was nice. um so anyways let's just start with let's think about buildings right so you know if you've ever watched an hgtv show i feel like usually it's like they buy this older home and they're like the ceilings are very low yeah um, especially like homes built around the time of the revolutionary war have super low ceilings and small door frames and honestly even houses built in the early 1800s can make someone with an average height feel very like closed yeah. and claustrophobic whereas you know contemporary houses feel a lot more open and airy the ceilings are high even if you're not in a place that technically has high ceilings the ceilings are much higher than maybe was standard with the other um homes of the you know the 1800s and revolutionary war that i was just talking about sure. well that's because modern humans are taller than those in the 18th and 19th centuries didn't i not i said that i'm pretty sure you said it okay so over the last 150 years the average height of people in industrialized nations has increased about four inches whoa or 10 centimeters 
Whoa. Yes. Yes. And when I was looking this up, I did find a range. It seemed like it was like three to seven inches. Um, I guess it would depend on what the studies average, like, you know, where they were starting or whatever. Yeah. But so four feels like a good average. Okay. So why is this happening? Why are the people getting taller? Yeah. I want to know. Let's ask science. Let's ask mother science. Science. Okay. So let's start with what evolution needs, because I feel like it's really easy to first, you know, yeah, yeah. microevolution, what maybe it's leading to our society getting taller and eventually we'll all be giants. I don't know. Uh, so in order for evolution to be successful, it needs a variation in physical and or behavioral traits among individuals in a population and a way of selecting some of those traits as adaptations or advantages to reproduction. So an example would be finches that, uh, let's say finches, there's finches with large, powerful beaks and there's ones with small ones. So the ones with the large, powerful beaks have an advantage to cracking big seeds when it's hard to find small seeds. So large beaked birds are more likely to eat better, survive longer and produce than smaller beaked birds. Uh, and so beak, since beak shape is inherited, more successful reproduction by large beaked birds means that the genes are predisposing finches to large beaks um, are more likely to get, or the genes are predisposing the finches and large beaks are more likely to get passed down. So the population of finches will eventually tend to have larger beaks than, than finches in their parents' generation. Mm -hmm. Evolution, am I right? So now let's use this to predict the direction of change in human height if evolution were the cause of that change. So luckily, we have some studies in industrial England. Children born into lower socioeconomic classes are shorter on average than children born into wealthy families and that poor families had kids. These were kind of like the, I don't know what you'd call it, like facts of the, the study in England. Uh, so with this information, what would evolution predict? Well, it would predict that the average population should become shorter because shorter individuals in that population were from an evolutionary perspective more successful in passing on their genes because there were because poorer families that had on average shorter kids were having much, much more kids. Mm -hmm. Many, many more, much, much more. Well, I don't know. Um, but this is not what happened. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> instead all segments of the population both rich and poor from small and large families increased in height so natural selection which is the process where differences in reproductive success account for changes in the traits of a population does not explain this phenomenon then what explains it then what if not evolution let me tell you there's so, a conspiracy aliens really no they're stretching us out <laughs> while you're sleeping somebody comes to the edge of your bed and stresses you out i remember yeah. i saw this documentary i think it was on pbs when i was a kid and it you know those things that isn't inherently traumatic but if you're way too young to be seeing or learning this information it becomes extremely traumatic yes. <laughs> so it was this documentary on like asia mm-hmm but it was about how people would get their legs stretched and it went into like great detail about like breaking Scary. people's leg bones and uh -huh. stretching them out. And then the documentary that immediately followed it was I think the the title of the documentary and it's, I feel like it's, it's it 
I don't know, with the, all of the gender conversations, like I really hope this doesn't come off as insensitive, but the the documentary was called like Taiwan's like third gender. And it talked about this third gender, about how the third gender being people who are transgender, but it didn't use that language at the time because this was like mid nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like that nomenclature wasn't super common spread, but it was talking about, no, you know what, what it was talking about? It was talking about people who were born with both genitalia Oh, interesting. So it wasn't transgender. Scratch that. It was, it was, there's a word for that. Um, um, but, you know, as a kid, like I didn't. Hermaphrodite. Even, hermaphrodites. But it didn't use the word hermaphrodites. It was just like the third gender because I think, again, I don't think I'm getting this information correct. I was like four years old. <laughs> but it was something along the lines that somewhere, I think it was Taiwan has like a higher percentage of hermaphrodites than anywhere. That's totally might be made up. Please do not quote me on this. <laughs> Long story short, saw a glimpse of both of these documentaries. It has permanently, like, as a child, I was like, oh my gosh, do I also have a penis? Like, and I was just like very worried that this was an issue that I was going to have to deal yeah. with. Um, surprise, I don't have both both sex organs um so you're squashing those rumors squashing those rumors can i tell you something about this person i know from taiwan sure that may uh it's fine um they were born and their parents really wanted to have a son Mm -hmm. and they were a girl and so the parents raised it as a son oh i thought you were gonna say they had their sex organs swapped out no they just raised it as a boy I shouldn't say raised it. So they think that they're, do they as an adult? No, no, so she identifies as female, but her entire childhood, she was raised as a boy and dressed as a boy. But did they, did they like, once they became an adult, they were like, I'm actually a woman. Wait, did they, did, did they raise, I guess now her with like he him pronouns and like the whole like told I don't know him specifically that, told her that he, I don't know specifically they were a boy. all I know is that they dressed her in boys clothes and like she said when they would like separate boys and girls in school like she would go with the boys and she was like in boys sports and like they just raised her as a boy because oh, they like really wanted to have a son which I thought was so interesting huh that is very interesting. Yeah. I thought what I thought you were going to say was in regards to hermaphrodites, which I really hope that's not a derogatory term. I don't know. Is it? <laughs> I thought it was scientific. I think it's scientific. Yeah, it's a it's a biological term. It says in reproductive bio- biology, a hermaphrodite is an organism that has complete or partial reproductive organs. Um Okay, so I was reading something, it was a while ago now, um, but this ethical issue of people who are born with both sex organs and the parents choosing which one to keep. Whoa. Um, Because getting rid of one and choosing the other doesn't necessarily change, I guess, the your hormone balances and kind of like what which gender you do identify with so then these kids are growing up and realizing like oh i like have a vagina but i actually identify as like being a man and it's like well you you did have a penis it's just we chose wrong i guess do both work i'm not sure i think in the context so i looked up the definition of hermaphrodite and in the context of uh the reproductive biological definition it says complete or partial reproductive organs mm. of both. 
So I, th- I think it's just a case by case. Um, okay, so I don't really remember what we were doing, <laughs> but it's not evolution, which is why we're taller. So let's get to three reasons of height of what what's going on. So most geneticists, geneticists, yeah, believe that the improvement in childhood nutrition actually has been an important factor in allowing humans to increase in height. And there's evidence. Threefold. So number one, observed height increase hasn't been continuous. It actually started around the middle of the 19th century. So if you look at skeletons, um, they show no significant differences in height from the Stone Age through early 1800s. Whoa. The average height is pretty much the same. That's a huge span of time. Um, and during World War One and Two, when hunger was a thing for many German civilian populations, the heights of the children declined and then recovered after the war. Um, that's the end of sentence. After the war, Wait, the heights recovered. Is it because like tall people in the war would just get picked off or easier? No, we're talking about how evolution oh. isn't the reason. It's because there was not as many, like food was scarce. And so people were <laughs> food under. Food was scarce. <laughs> what scarce? I don't know you say that scarcity. Scarcity? Oh no. Food was scarce. <laughs> How are you supposed to say it? Scarce. <laughs> I said that was so much conviction too. That was so fun. You're like food was scarce. <laughs> So food was scarce. Um, And then, so when food was scarce, the heights of the children declined. And then after the war, when food was more readily available, um, the heights recovered. Um, There's also data in recent research that shows if there's... But how does food make people taller? Uh, Ask me that again. I think your question might be answered here. Um, so there's data in recent research that shows that if there's only temporary malnourishment and slow growth occurs, it can be reversed, but chronic underfeeding as a kid permanently affects stature and intelligence. Oh, wow. Um, so the number two piece of evidence is the trend of increasing height has leveled out, which suggests an upper limit to height beyond where our genes aren't able to take us regardless of improved environments. Um, so basically like, we're not just going to keep getting taller until we're all like nine feet tall, um, which is another, which is proof of the fact that evolution isn't what's driving it. So theoretically, like our current height averages are, are ceiling and the fact that like food for the most part in industrialized industrialized nations children are able to get the nourishment that they need in order for their bodies to grow to the like its fullest potential um and also it included this which i thought was interesting the age when pe- girls get their periods uh, which is also influenced by nutrition has shown to decrease over this same time period so people are actually getting their periods younger Oh, interesting. Yeah, and I guess since I'm saying it, I should have just written it in my notes, but I th- there was like this irrelevant like sentence in the article that I was reading that was like, so scientists are worried that like because that would mean that girls are, or I guess at that point if you're having your period, you're a woman. I don't really know. But girls are able to get pregnant younger and 
that will see a rise in like accidental false pregnancies false that can be true because kids used to have kids at like 14 back then back then meaning in history but the age when girls get their periods is getting lower so it'd be earlier than 14 14 yeah, was like, like our age. I just feel like our society still is like very like weird about teenage pregnancy and like underage sex. Mm. Well, I don't know. I don't know if I stand by that. I just I was ranting the other day about about the fact that you think that teenagers should be having sex. No, well, I have a lot to say about that. No, wait, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I have a lot to say. Whoa. Ooh, um, no, we were talking about historical figures and how they used to marry like 13 year olds. Boo. Which boo, but also like that was just a thing. And like kids like, like everyone died at like 40. And so like you had to be kind of an adult way younger. And now since we like are coddle children, like teenagers truly are still like babies do you know what I mean? That's fair. Okay. That that's why I think it's like super weird to have relations with like like older teenagers. I think it's w- inappropriate for a seventeen year old to be like dating a forty year old. Because what about an eighteen year old. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to like claim on any of that. But I just think it's like even like a twenty five year old to date a seventeen year old. I'm like that is a child. They are still in high school. Yeah, I think what. So I actually again that's just- that controversial. I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. I feel like it, I don't think it's as controversial as like if you were like 50 dating a 17 year old. But I do think that the reason why that age gap to me feels so significant is like your frontal lobe is still like your brain is still developing into ages 24 to 25. So like if you are somebody with a fully formed brain and personality, then like it feels it still feels like there's an, a bit of even if it's unconscious like predatory behavior if you're dating someone whose brain isn't fully fully formed because theoretically like they're still yeah in adolescence because what is adolescence then becoming like that period of both mind and body growth yeah 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 and so the video i was watching was basically an argument for extending what would be considered the ages of adolescence into uh the early 20s since your brain is developing still so much i fully agree i'm currently working on a pitch for a coming of age story when everyone is in their mid-20s <laughs> instead of because i all coming of age stories are like when they're like teenagers yeah and i'm like i feel like i came of age like a couple years ago <laughs> and I like I, i'm still coming of age if we're same. honest yeah um some people i know have a show on a network and it's about gen z- x that's the younger people gen z who's gen oh gen x is the, i always do that i always get confused gen x is there a gen y or is that millennials i think that's us millennials okay um gen z they they made a show about gen z and it is i mean i find it like terrible <laughs> like it's very bad actually you should watch it because you, you showed me die. the trailer remember it's we watched it and it's like a tra- but it's so sexual it's so sexual and i'm like 
I don't know. I mean, I went to a Christian high school, granted, but like still, I don't think kids are that sexual because I, like- I think you don't understand it. Like, I think you just are like, I'm lonely and I want to be with someone. Well, and I think even if they are that sexual, it's like, like sex is messy and awkward, even yeah. as an adult when you like know what, like kind of what's going on. Well, also, I just think, I mean, maybe this isn't true, but I truly think like, this show highlights like just like pure like like fiending for like sex like dicks and you know what i mean it's just like i just don't feel like that's what it is it's like you just the reason you want to have a sex as a teenager is so you can like be an adult like you know what i mean like yeah like to feel a connection with someone else even if it i don't know if it's like for like sex in itself maybe it Uh, is i think i know people that yeah there's like I want. that would prove that point yeah maybe that's very ignorant i don't know this whole show presents every single character like that and i thought that was very unrealistic hmm interesting two out of ten i think something as an adult that i've realized that has made certain shows like very weird but not it hasn't affected me too much in film but tv shows in particular is when it's centered around a group of high schoolers and they're all having sex and like very hyper-sexualized. And even if the actors are obviously not high school age, I feel uncomfortable getting invested in their storylines because I'm like, I can't root for this like 14-year-old to have sex with the 18-year-old quarterback. Like, I, I, I just, I can't do it. Like that to me, I'm like, no, you should develop your like viewpoint a little bit more before deciding to do no, that. No, 100%. It's like, I'm like, is this pedophilic? Like, I don't understand. Like, Well, and the fact that it's like the show seems like it's been tailored for audiences, even our age, which it's just, again, I kind of get that because it's like maybe like living the quote unquote glory years of like reliving that and the appeal of that. But I agree there's something, some block that stops me from fully enjoying it because I'm kind of just like, wait, I'm, let's take a step back here. Why am I so invested in these teenagers? Yeah. I like, mean, not that I hate teenagers. You would it's just hate like, this show. There's a relationship between a teenager and someone that works at the school. And it's presented in, like, a empowering light. And I'm like, that is literally, like, illegal. Like, illegal. Yeah. I, I don't know. Because that's even... I don't know. I mean, I could go all the way into just on-screen relationships and the diff- the age differences of actors yeah. um, and their female... Woman, well... Let me re-say that. On-screen relationships and the age differences between the two actors that just I think is symptomatic and kind of part, definitely part of the cycle, but definitely symptomatic of a lot of things. Yeah. How we see women's values and how we want to see them portrayed on screen and playing into male fantasies. Yeah. So Uh. I won't say it. What I will say is the third point. Um, <laughs> sorry, I keep getting us off. Don't this. say sorry. Um, the third point that kind of shows human height increase not being related to evolution is conditions of poor nutrition are well correlated to small stature. So the heights of all classes of people increase as food quality, production, and distribution become more reliable, but class differences stayed the same. So, so it's nutrition nutrition but is it like if you feed your baby a lot it'll grow tall well i think the way i understood it was if you feed your baby a lot (laughs) it'll grow to its highest potential its tallest potential 
So let's say if your jeans, if your baby has jeans that will allow it to grow to let's say six foot and you feed it a lot. And so then it's able, it has the nutrition that it needs to grow up to be six foot feet tall. But let's say it's malnourished and even though its genes are predisposed so that they can be six foot tall because they were chronically malnourished they only grow to be 5'10". So like people in the 17th century just didn't have the potential (laughs) or no they had the potential they They didn't didn't have have the the resources to like. So it's always been in human like genes that we can be tall. So no I was just kind of like that's kind of what's I guess being um, okay. being thrown around but not explicitly said but that's my understanding of it yeah whoa yeah i don't know crazy stuff tall people i also i thought you were gonna ask because every time i feel like we do topics and then like there's like the oh well what's the like tallest person what's the tallest so person? i wanted to be prepared so the tallest man is this guy named robert wadlow who is 10 feet tall Okay, no, eight foot eleven. <laughs> now you're making him sound short. <laughs> that feels like whenever I feel like there's some pieces that I've bought, some furniture and that I got like wild deals on, and I'll be like, Oh, guess how much I got this set of dining chairs? <laughs> and then somebody will be like, Five dollars. And I'm like, No, I got each of them for ten dollars, sixty dollars total. <laughs> and then Come it's like on. that doesn't sound like a good deal, even though it's like an no, amazing yeah. deal. Yeah. Um, okay, so I also have the tallest woman. Okay. Sandra Allen standing at six ten. Seven foot seven inches. Thank Whoa. you for under guessing. <laughs> um, and then I also have the current average height of a woman is five foot four. Oh, I'm there. You're five four? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Um Do and I then, not seem. Huh? Do I not seem five four? I kind of in my head it's just like there's people who are taller than me and there's people who are shorter than me, and that's like about it. So I did this really bizarre thing the other day where I always forget that Caleb is very tall because he's How very tall he? small. He's like 5'11". Oh, okay. I mean, it's tall compared to me because I'm 5'4". Fair. But I never think about it because he's like very like small. Like, he, I mean, he's very like skinny yeah. and like whatever. And so the other day I made him bend down to where i fall on him to see what the difference was and it was so freaky i was like get back up don't go there (laughs) and then i feel like i've had this weird thing now where i stand next to him i feel like creeped out because i'm like that was very short like i'm very short compared to him wait what so you must think alex is like really tall if you think caleb's tall alex doesn't present as a tall person to me i think i've told you that you both don't, but I know that you're tall. Interesting, because Alex is 6'4". So if you think Caleb is tall at 5'11", that's like so much taller. He's 6'4". <laughs> yeah. Since when? Since, I guess, puberty. He doesn't seem like a tall person. Not in not a bad way. No, totally. Like, you know, you Mac, like Max, Max seems super tall. He seems like a tall person. So he's, Alex is the same height as Mac. No way. But I, I see what you mean because Mac, when I see Mac, I'm like, this man is a tall man. I think it's because Mac is like very thin or like. So is Alex. But Alex is like, he doesn't. He's broad. He's broad. So the, the, the proportion seems mm-hmm. like he's just a man. He's just existing. He's Fair. not like a tall man. Well, the average height of a man is. 5'10". Five, 5'9". Five, oh, You're close. close. I think that's how tall my dad is. Cute. Cute. He's 
the average height of a man. <laughs> so that's uh, that's when when people got tall. So <laughs> what's the answer? The food. <laughs> <laughs> when did people get tall? The food. <laughs> Wait, no. I'm just confused. So did human in human genes? It's like if you fed people like if in the 1700s if we fed people the amount of food that we have now they would get tall <laughs> yeah so it's based like fertilizer <laughs> yeah based on uh. the science i mean again theoretically it's not like like no offense or anything i guess i don't know i guess it just depends if you assign positivity to being tall but like if you ate more when you were a kid, it's not going to make you my height because like your genes. I ate enough as a <laughs> child. <laughs> I had my share. <laughs> well, your genes weren't predisposed, like weren't, you know. Okay. Put together in a way that you have the potential to be 5'9", but you had the potential to be 5'4". You were <laughs> properly nourished as a child, and so you yeah. grew to be 5'4". I see. And so my understanding, again, it didn't explicitly say this, but my understanding is prior to, you know, the last 150 years, people weren't getting the nutri- the proper, were basically malnourished chronically enough that they didn't grow to reach their the potential of height as coded in their genes do you think about like people's diet back in the day about how they ate like one meal a day and then did like hard labor and i'm like i get fatigued if i don't eat I'm for like three by hours that. no i know <laughs> i'm confused wait really i didn't know they they eat one meal a day no, maybe I'm just imagining that. I feel like they did, though, right? Probably. Like, I don't know. You know like, more history than I do. They would eat, like, they wouldn't eat, like, anything. They didn't have, like, anything to eat. And then they just had to, like, do manual labor yeah. all fucking day. And, like, I sit at my desk all day, and if I don't eat anything for, like, four hours, I'm like, I feel like I'm going to die. <laughs> Wait, okay, so this is unrelated to what you just said, but I was just thinking about it. Okay, so something, a question that didn't get answered here is then, like, why are people universally shorter in certain civilizations, like, certain countries? Like, for example, Asians typically are shorter, right? And so, like, I'm confused. Like, is that evolutionarily helpful for them on that side of the, like, based on where they live or where what their, was going on with their ancestors while they were there? Like, I understand. And why are, like, I feel like, is it, like, Czechoslovakian people are really tall. Is that true? All the all the Czech people I know are really tall. That's very anecdotal, but I just assumed all everyone was tall over there. Yeah, I think like Scandinavian people are tall. Is that true? I don't know. Um, no, that is a thing. I mean, like that's what's so interesting about Mexico is that you can tell if what kind of hair. I mean, this is this is a very broad statement. I'm aware of this. I'm just saying this. But you can tell if someone has native heritage because of their height. Mm. Like if you ever. Alex is Mexican. He's probably. I don't think he's from the native part. No, I think he's a year. He, he was a year, European. Well, he's also like very I mean, he's white. white, but like his Mexican heritage is probably descended from European people that came mm-hmm. to Mexico. Unlike other people in Mexico who probably are Mayan or come from 
indigenous indigenous population because they're very short there's a lot of places like philippines is the same way like um my the filipino side of my family descends from the spanish conquistadors that came and took over oh versus the indigenous uh population oh wow that's so interesting Mm -hmm. so we're more like spanish japanese um and then some like obviously filipino situation but not the indigenous populations whereas like my mom one of my mom's really good friends she's from more of the indigenous or population i don't know if it's like fully or just like more than my mom um and like they don't like if you didn't know about what filipinos look like you wouldn't think that they were both from like the same place interesting they look very different that's so Mm -hmm. it's really fascinating the other thing that i almost did as a topic but i like couldn't find enough information to like make it make it an actual topic because it was like three sentences Mm -hmm. um is this idea of accents in the united states and how those formed like regional accents formed based on the fact that like people from different places in europe like all settled in the same yeah geographic locations and so like the accents are remnant of like the original place that they were that's why the minnesota accent is like minnesota is german yeah that was i couldn't remember it's it's one of those it's something like that like oh yeah yeah which i thought was really interesting oh i love that yeah um i'm from a family of short people Except my my mom has tall people. Her brother is like six four. Tall people. Yeah. My dad's side of the family are <laughs> so small. My grandma was like four ten. Oh wow! She was a very small lady. My yeah, my mom's side's all pretty short. I will say, me, my brother, and my dad, and now Alex definitely tower <laughs> over everybody whenever we do family things. I'm really upset that Alex is so tall, and I've never <laughs> noticed it. My dad's side of the family is really tall. I think a thing is is like. If you're short, you just look up at people and you're like, you're all kind of, except for extremely tall people. Hmm. Yeah. Like Alex thinks everybody who's shorter than him is the same height. And then it's like, he only notices people who are taller than him. Which is rare. Which is rare. It is true. Which is rare. But so what I was going to say is my dad's family is all really tall. So my dad is six one, and he's the shortest of his family. Wow. Um, And... I think his brother's like six two or three, and then my grandpa's like six five ish. I think. Oh my god! And then my grandma's like six three or wow. something like that. This was before you know when you're older, you kind of start shrinking a little bit. But yeah. when they were like not prior to sh- the shrinkage, my dad was like the shortest. There was this family that I went to elementary school with called the Crenshaws, and they lived on Kellogg Lane, and their dad was named Tony. It's like Tony the Tiger. So I always remember that. And they were the tallest people I've ever known. (laughs) They had a set of twins that was my sister's age. um, And they were so tall, both of their girls. And then there was a girl my age who was super. Oh my gosh, I know her. Yeah. Yeah, I totally played volleyball. She's extremely tall. She's extremely tall. I totally played volleyball with her. So we grew up. Sorry. I feel like you like unlocked a memory. Continue. Okay, so we grew up with them, mm-hmm. and both parents were extremely tall. Because you know Molly. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yes, it's all coming together. Just a very tall family. And then when we were growing up, they had a younger son, and then he was born, and we we're like, I wonder how tall he is going to be. 
and then he was he's the tallest he's like six nine <gasps> that's so tall but the, the funniest memory i have of this family they're all sweet we i we loved nice. them but just like in every single like if our school yard like our elementary school would all have to come to the blacktop you would just see their family because they would all be so tall and i just imagine them as the tall people they had a cool house that's hard it's hard to be a tall person growing up because you stand out so much yeah like i have so i was gonna say i've been this height since i was like in fourth or fifth grade oh my god I've been five nine since fourth <laughs> or fifth grade like may, i might have been more of like a five like eight and grown like about an inch since then but it was like comical i was sh- thank god there were two other people who had growth spurts early Aww. and one was a guy and one was a girl and i feel like it was just so embarrassing to always be so much taller than everyone else but for context so i was at my parents and i was going through me and my mom were going through old pictures and just like the like old box i guess yeah and it had my girl scout jacket so we in girl scouts our troop did like you would have a denim jacket and then there were patches for like all the different events and things that you did i ended up taking home with me still fit i quit girl scouts in third grade oh my god it literally fits me perfectly like it doesn't even look like it's like this cute cropped number. It like straight up looks like a denim jacket I just bought for myself. Wow. But I like didn't realize that I was like, I actually was like the exact <laughs> same height. I was just like a little lanky thing with a bunch of limbs everywhere. That's the only difference. It's just funny because you are very, you're a tall person now, but you're not like extremely tall. Yeah. But like, I think that's what's funny is imagining it just like you the same person like in fifth grade like in a little desk (laughs) just imagining you life was not made for fifth graders to be five nine let me tell you let me tell you um but yeah so that's tall people that's cats meow 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 the um i don't know where i don't where i'm 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 uh new episodes fridays don't forget to check out our image guide (laughs) shut up keep going on instagram see you next time Bye bye